Welcome to the Ponderings Podcast. I'm your host, Milo. In the next couple of episodes, I'm going to cover Alfred North Whitehead's book, Modes of Thought. Modes of Thought was published in 1938. It is a collection of a series of lectures delivered by Whitehead at Wesley, the University of Chicago, and Harvard. The book is divided into four sections, the creative impulse, activity, nature and life, and the epilogue. In this episode, I will be going over the first chapter in the creative impulse, importance, as well as go over the preface. So his great task for the book Modes of Thought is sort of laid out in the preface. Whitehead starts by stating that the clear and distinctness of our thoughts and speech vary in proportion to the presuppositions or worldview that the words emerge from, rather than just their explicit expression. This is the main topic concerning the lectures presented in modes of thought. Clear and distinct refer to what Descartes termed as the goal of thought or the pursuit of truth. He stated that only the thoughts that are clear and distinct can give us absolute knowledge or certainty on a subject. Whitehead refutes this in his, in his first statement, above, and that thoughts cannot be abstracted from the environment, culture, presupposition, etc. Even if they are extracted or abstracted, they are then placed in another environment which has its own presuppositions. So everything is situated amongst other things. Things can't exist independently from other things. Facts, cultures, presuppositions, any of these things, they are always related to other things or they are situated among other things. Um, Statements and words have nuance in terms of meaning, like depending on where the words are spoken, in what culture, in what language, in what point in history, whether they are translated. um, Language emerges as a result of stimulation of the situated environment, and it it results as like an expression, a reaction, a response to this situated environment. So he likens philosophy to kind of a poetic act because it aims to express the ultimate good sense of what civilization exemplifies. So in the first lecture, which is the first chapter, um, he goes over importance. On the first page, I quote, All systematic thought must start from presuppositions. All right, so let's kind of break that down. A presupposition is a thing that is assumed beforehand at the beginning of a line of argument. So again, it is one's worldview, beliefs, culture, background, etc. So before we endeavor to extract meaning from statements, we have to look at the assumptions that are presupposed on that statement. So we have to look at the sort of environment that that statement emerges from. Um, Systems are important, though, in order to categorize, utilize, criticize ideas. Um, Philosophy has an important role in that it cannot exclude anything. So even though systems are important, philosophy has to sort of think outside of these systems, sort of examine where these systems are coming from, how do they arise, What environments are they arising in? Whitehead states that philosophy serves as an assemblage in that it collects and gathers information, generalities, questions, presuppositions, 
Therefore, it does not exclude anything because it does not begin in systematization. Philosophy is looking at everything broadly, and then it sort of gets into the details, but we're trying to look at, okay, but where are these things coming from? You know, how are these things arising? Systematization opposes generalities because, you know, you want to categorize, you want to label and organize things into specific groups to be able to make sense of them, which is totally fine. But if we're trying to do philosophy, we have to sort of get out of that systematization or make sure that these systems are open and not closed. Make sure that we're examining our presuppositions. So yeah, systematization opposes generalities because it presupposes a closed group of primary ideas. And these closed group of primary ideas would be the you know presuppositions, the assumptions. These primary ideas are fixed. They can be viewed as a metaphysical scheme or background in which the expression or system emerges. So any system has primary ideas, fixed primary ideas, that organize the system or that's sort of the lens in which the system looks at the world and philosophy wants to make sure we're looking at those primary ideas and make sure that they're correct or that they're coherent that the whole system is coherent and if those primary ideas if something's false or it's not coherent then the whole system sort of falls apart so it's very important to look at our assumptions about things um Philosophy's goal or attempt at counteracting this systematization is to entertain notions, to think in generalities, question presuppositions. So there are two notions which contrast each other but require each other. There's the notion of importance and the notion of matter of fact. So what is importance according to Whitehead? He would see it as um, particulars, particularity, uh, character characterized by the words this or that. Uh, but with these particularities comes an excitement or interest in regards to the particular fact. If we're looking at matter of fact, the other notion, the matter of fact is the notion of mere existence. So we're going to think of importance and matter of fact as uh, matter of fact would be everything in existence importance would be the particular things of interest the particular things that are relevant to beings like if there wasn't things that gave us interest then we would sort of get lost in this sort of sea of existences um and i'll sort of explain that more as i go along but so think of quality as a trait for what is considered important and then quantity as what is matter of fact. Matter of fact is just everything. And then importance is sort of being selective about these existences, what things are relevant, what is irrelevant. So matter of fact is mere existence. And with this notion of mere existence, the notion of an environment of existences with types of existences is presupposed. So any one existence involves the notion of other existences. So think of existences as situated in an environment of other existences. So everything in existence, let's just think about, it's like a sea of things. And that would be matter of fact. It's just a sea of all these things. Um, importance is sort of 
taking out the particular, um, being selective about what things they want to sort of focus on, what things they want to give attention to. So something has to be important because without importance, there would just be a vacuum. Like it would just be all this, all this stimulation everywhere without anything that we're selecting. Um, selection requires the notion of this rather than that. There has to be relative importance in order for there to be meaning. So systems exist, systems of matter of fact, mere existence, but these systems must be open in order for new things to occur, new ways of relating to occur. Um, the emergence of the next important thing. Freedom and necessity can coexist if this relative importance distinguishes the sheer matter of facts. So we can think of necessity, we can liken that to matter facts, just mere existence, things are just happening. Um, and freedom can be likened to importance, the ability to select this rather than that. We're selecting this possibility rather than that possibility, this potential rather than that potential, and we're actualizing what is selected. So with that being said, do we need importance and matter of fact to work together? Um, Whitehead would say yes, specifically in science. So scientific thought needs importance. It insists upon it. Um, the search for truth presupposes importance. Why? Because we're searching for something specific here. We're not just looking at everything in existence as is without um, focusing our attention. Sustained observation or focused attention is, is the way we can sort of illustrate importance. Science needs to uphold certain doctrines or theories to pick this rather than that theory or doctrine. And also to be able to observe particular things amongst a sea of existences. Scientists need to be able to disregard irrelevancies in order to attain some sort of fact about the existences in the world. So importance is something inherent in animal existence because we have the innate ability to pay attention to some things rather than other things. We have the ability to disregard irrelevant things and pay attention to what is more relevant. So... Facts are interconnected. On page 9, Whitehead says, No fact is merely itself. It always presupposes an environment filled with other facts. Perspective is having a gradation of relevance, or of what is important for the observer or subject. Feeling, for Whitehead, is the agent's way of determining the relevance or importance of a thing amongst the sea of existences. If we think that the world is closed, and that there are only a finite amount of facts, like in materialism or pure mechanism, then we are presupposing an environment which we are unable to define yet. Our presuppositions have limitations, since we do not have all the answers, so our systems of thought must be kept open for adaptation, as we like get to know more about our reality. And again, we always think within limitations, we always have some sort of paradigm or worldview, a system of presuppositions from which our perspectives and thoughts emerge, from which they arise out of. All current classification depends on what we deem is important. For instance, when we think of history, a common way of thinking of history is just a sequence of behaviors, mere cause and effect. But Whitehead proposes that it is actually a mode of thought, which dictates a mode of causation. 
When looking at history, we must ask, what worldview is important, which is creating that causation of events? He says that each social system is realizing a variety of modes of interest, modes of importance, and these modes are either dominant or in the background. When we're studying history or cause and effect relations, we have to understand what the dominant interests are, as well as the interests in the background. I like what he says on page 18. Um, it's sort of what I've been saying this whole time, the sea of existences. He says, there are oceans of facts. And we seek a thread of coordination that is highlighted by the current mode of thought. This mode of thought dictates our attention. What is of interest? What takes precedence? So again, our specific paradigm has primary ideas that sort of dictate how we're seeing the world, what things are important, what things take precedence for us. Um, and it's important for us to examine these presuppositions, um, focusing our attention. Importance has all to do with focusing attention. Like, what are we focusing our attention on? Is it the assumptions that we're having? Is it the outcomes? Is it the causes? Where's that, that attention? What are we putting importance? What are we giving value to? All right, so in the next episode, I'll be going over the next chapter in the Creative Impulse expression um and as i go over these chapters it'll all start to tie together a little bit of whitehead's um philosophy on thoughts and how his metaphysical scheme sort of all comes together all right well thank you for listening and stay tuned